Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1013 of our trek and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on with this trek called Life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer the questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask dad or Gramps questions about many areas of life. Understanding ourselves better and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This can be achieved utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. The tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with nine interconnected points. Ennea refers to nine and Gram refers to a drawing. Check out today or a prior week's wisdom journal for a representation of it. I have also included in today's wisdom journal a copy of The Enneagram at a Glance, which was compiled by Suzanne H. Eller. If you'd like a PDF copy of this, click on the link in today's wisdom journal located on our website at wisdom-trek.com. For additional insight, I recommend a book called The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabil. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. We have concluded our deep dive into the nine personality types, which are the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Three weeks ago, we began a series of episodes on the type combinations. What are the potential relationship benefits and issues with each combination? Covering all 45 different potential type combinations will take several weeks, but this will be extremely valuable in understanding each other, regardless of what type you are and the type of those whom you interact with each day. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend reading the Wisdom Journals each Friday to see the diagrams presented each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, keep in mind though it is still only a tool and cannot replace nor usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. All decisions and actions that we make in life we are responsible for, and those decisions and actions must be in harmony with God's precepts. So the questions for the next several weeks will be, Hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? Let's start in today with the Enneagram Type combinations, and the first one today will be the Enneagram Type 2, the Helper, with the Enneagram Type 2, the Helper. What each type brings to the relationship. As with all double-type relationships, the Enneagram tools bring many of the same qualities to each other. Therein lies both the main source of attraction as well as one of the main pitfalls of this pair. Healthy two couples can bring a high level of warmth, affection, and sensitivity to each other. They are genuinely concerned about the welfare of their partner and to the relationship itself, 
and they are willing and able to put out considerable amount of energy to make sure that all is well. A double two pair has a high level of communication and checking in between them. Two twos have no problem discussing how they feel, inquiring about the other's health and how things are going at work and so forth. They would also be delighted to help support the efforts of the other partner in whatever ways that they can. Both individually and as a couple, they are thoughtful, observant of people's needs, generous and respectful of the boundaries and the needs of the other, to be independent and to learn things on their own. Healthy two couples can express an enormous amount of affection for each other, while at the same time letting go when appropriate. They can also find a balance between themselves as a couple and each of them as an individual. Interestingly, since neither of them are used to being nurtured by someone else, they generally need to learn how to allow themselves to be loved and helped by the other. If each of the twos can take in support of the other, the relationship can be a deep source of love and abundance from which they are able to more fully move out into the world. They feel secure and are loyal to each other, knowing that their partner is there for them. At their best, this is a loving, warm-hearted couple that uses the security of their relationship to raise a family, adopt children, and make the world a richer, more loving place. They reach out to others and build a family of choice, a home that others truly want to be part of. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between two twos? A couple in which both people are so feeling-oriented, they make better friends and work associates than they do intimate partners. The reason is that both of them are concerned with questions of value and self-worth, identity, and gaining validation from others. Their particular set of emotional needs can make this pair more prone towards secret jealousies and competition with each other about who is more loved, who is the center of attention, and who is being sought out more frequently for advice or for social events and so forth. In some double-two couples, whether males or females, they will be aware of how people respond to them physically and sexually. Different forms of charm to outright displays of sexual prowess will be part of the picture, although this will get in the way of a satisfactory, exclusive, intimate relationship. Some twos attempt to solve their problems by going in the opposite direction by beginning not to care about what they look like. They may not exercise and gain excessive weight, for example, or not dress or groom themselves sufficiently. Double twos may begin to find their emotional consolations elsewhere, seeking intimacy with others or, if that is not possible, with food. If this continues, they may gradually lose all physical interest in each other, and the relationship would suffer from a loss of contact and physical intimacy. If health issues subsequently become a problem due to overeating as a compensation for emotional deprivations, the physically healthier two will inevitably feel held back by the needier partner or both twos could deteriorate into a sickbed-centered relationship in which their illnesses and complaints about each other is what actually holds the couple together. They may both develop boundary problems and get overly enmeshed with each other, or, just as likely, become repulsed with each other's hovering. The worse this gets, ironically, the more isolated and lonely they become. Depression and blaming others are often part of this picture. Next, let's move on to the Enneagram Type 2, the Helper, with the Enneagram Type 3, the Achiever, what each brings to the relationship. Both Enneagram 2s and 3s are driven by their feelings and emotional needs, although this is not always apparent in the case of 3s. Both are also driven by their need for attention and their desire to be loved, although this is not always apparent in the case of the 2s. But for these reasons, both are oriented toward people and toward activities 
that will place them in the spotlight. This makes the 2-3 combination couple one of the most interpersonally attractive and impactful pairings possible. Individually and collectively, they are outgoing, sociable, high-spirited, charming, and often physically attractive. Both know how to make a favorable impression on people and to win them over. Each type brings energy, personal and social ambition, and the ability to communicate with people to make them feel that they are the center of attention. Both know how to get people to like them and to rally support to achieve their goals. Twos, in particular, bring a more personal individual focus to the interaction with others. They are thoughtful and follow up on exchanges with genuine kindness and compassion. Threes bring flexibility, charm, practicality, and goal-oriented visions for the way the couple can improve. Twos like to feel proud of their loved ones, and threes want to make their partner proud. There is also a particular way that this pairing works as a team. Twos like to put the spotlight on others, and threes like to be in the spotlight. Twos like to be the power behind the throne, and threes can be happy being the point person for the couple. As long as healthy threes appreciate the lavish attention of the twos, this arrangement can work well. In a sense, this is almost the ideal political couple. They're socially adept, energetic, virtually radiating charm and self-confident, inviting others by their manners and attractiveness to join them in some way. Twos and threes can be dazzling, a couple so widely admired and socially gifted that they become icons of their social sphere and time. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues with Enneagram Type 2 the helper and Enneagram Type 3 the achiever? A couple with a conscious star power also tends to be self-conscious and even more conscious of each other. Twos get jealous and possessive of threes. They can fall into I made you and you owe me syndrome, feeling used and unappreciated. For all their apparent willingness to take second place, Twos want to be recognized privately by their partners and to be made feel that they are important. But threes typically find it difficult to thank others for their success or to share the glory. Moreover, threes may feel like twos overestimate their contributions. They take credit for too much, sometimes embarrassingly even in public. As a result, twos can undermine the threes' confidence to get the threes to feel that he or she depends on the two. Threes react quickly and strongly to perceived criticism and potential humiliation by distancing themselves, inevitably creating more anxiety and manipulation in the two, which becomes a vicious cycle. Part of the problem is that both have underlying feelings of shame and vulnerability, and they know each other's weak spots and can play on them when they have to. Furthermore, potential conflicts can arise because neither twos nor threes are particularly introspective, nor are they very interested in their own underlying motives. They simply assume that they are traveling in the same direction toward increasing success and social validation, only to realize that they have drifted apart and may actually be at loggerheads with each other's. Twos fundamentally feel that threes put their work and career before them, their children, and their home life, which are primary values to the twos. They feel that threes are too focused on success and they are missing the really valuable things in life. Threes, on the other hand, can feel stifled by the twos' insistence that they need to invest time together. Threes feel that twos are smothering and emotionally manipulative, making them feel guilty for their hard work and making most of themselves. Intimacy deteriorates into bickering, and what it means to have a successful relationship becomes a real question. Disdain for each other can erupt into open hostilities. 
let's move on to the Enneagram Type 2, the helper, with the Enneagram Type 4, the individualist. What each type brings to the relationship. This can be a very warm, even passionate couple when both parties continue to share their feelings openly. Both are seeking warmth and connection, and both are willing to provide it when they are healthy. Hence, once they have gotten over the initial hurdles of intimacy, Enneagrams 2s and 4s can be in a safe place for each other to share their hopes, their fears, and their insecurities. They can be good medicines for each other. Truths contribute sociability and energy, giving force a confidence to interact more easily with others. Twos are warm, thoughtful and considerate, generous and encouraging. Twos are also practical and action-oriented, willing to pitch in when needed and to do the things that need to be done, no matter how unpleasant or unglamorous. To this mix, fours bring creativity, a sense of humor, a willingness to laugh at human foibles and emotional honesty. They see their own craziness and their own falseness, and they do not try to varnish the truth of their quirks from themselves or from the twos. Fours can also bring a sense of beauty and subtlety to their relationship. They care about the things that impact themselves and others, and so they go out of their way to arrange the world to be more aesthetically pleasing, allowing the two to feel more relaxed and nurtured. Fours also bring emotional depth and sensitivity to the relationship, a sense of mystery and unpredictability, sensuality and sexual freedom. In short, fours invite twos to take a closer look at their deeper needs, the truth of who they are and what they actually feel. Twos appreciate the subtleties and nuances that fours bring, and fours thrive on the atmosphere of appreciation. They can lighten up each other with unexpected humor and appreciation for each other's quirks. Each invites the other to mature emotionally, usually without saying so. Both help the others to stop being so concerned about what others think of them and to become more interdirected. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between Enneagram Type 2 and Enneagram Type 4? Usually twos and fours make better friends and colleagues than intimates. Surprisingly, this pairing is rare in intimate relationships. One would think that they would be a natural fit with each other. The rescuer, the two, and the rescued, the four the lost child, and the parental figure. The problem is that there can be too much emotionality and unspoken demands in this pairing for their own good. Twos and fours tend to have emotional issues in common, which allows them to understand each other readily while also laying the groundwork for potential problems and conflicts. They both need closeness and intimacy and tend to cling to anyone who responds to them sufficiently. Over the long term, there is a tendency to become more competitive for attention or for one person to feel better liked and more appreciated than the other. Moreover, twos tend to find force too moody and temperamental, led too much by their feelings and unconscious impulses. They also see force as hypersensitive and self-absorbed and not interested enough in others or their welfare. Force tend to find twos to be too saccharine and artificially upbeat, Flattering and insincere to get close to people, four C2s is secretly emotionally needed, desperate for the others to like them and to seek them out. They can see two's helpfulness as little more than an attempt to bribe people for love, which fours disdain. Fours might begin to be secretly envious of the two's social abilities and the kinds of positive reactions twos generally get from people. Fours can begin to feel socially inept and overshadowed by the charm and popularity of the twos. Secret shame and the feelings of worthlessness of the part of both can begin to undermine their relationships. 
It can flounder on forced feelings of abandonment if the two become too involved with others. It can also flounder on the two's increasingly feeling of unappreciated by the fours. Both begins to see the others too emotionally needed and ultimately more demanding than each wishes to put into the effort. Well, that covers our fourth three out of 45 type combinations. We will continue each week to look at three additional combinations as we work our way through the numbers. Regardless of your personality type or the personality type of those that you interact with either in person or online, we must follow God's word as we are told in John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And also in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. We will continue to explore type combination and how best to maintain meaningful and productive relationships with each other. The information that we discover will allow you to unlock who you are as you travel on this trek of life and discover more about yourself and others as we impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us, and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,012 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.